0: But like, what if you actually did commit a crime? What if I did? <laughs> and this is like a cover-up. It's a sting operation. You know you're I'm Darlene Rollins. I'm Saffron Gale, And this is Our Experts Have Observed, coming to you from Ngunnawal and Nambri Country so students living on campus at residential halls recently got an email um telling them you know you can return in 2024 Uh here's the financial summary new prices have gone up yep yeah exciting stuff but what i actually want to know darlene is why are people so like why is this so topical yeah i've heard everything from hedge funds to you know the next but i really want to know exactly please explain yeah so obviously the the 2024 rent figures for on campus rent got released and they showed that it's going up in the Same way that um, everyone's rents are going up. Um, But the way that ANU has set up rent revenue for student accommodations also means it's not particularly a surprise. Like without getting into the weeds too much, Mm -hmm. there's a hedge fund who has a called AMP Capital that actually owns a stake in ANU accommodation and it means that a couple of years back ANU was given a lump sum in exchange for the fund taking rent revenues for like say 30 years and that isn't necessarily unusual Yeah, um, but it means which is pretty important for rents going up that uh, rents are actually tied to inflation so that the investment remains profitable for the right. hedge fund rather than it being adjustable to student need or if ANU for some reason thought that it didn't need to go up a particular year. Like that's not really happening because yeah, it still okay. needs to be profitable for these other people that have invested in it. And it's pretty likely, obviously, that that would have factored into the 2024 figures that we're seeing, which are that Bruce and Johns had already passed the $500 a week uh-huh. threshold yeah. last year. Um, but Wright's getting up there next year and yep. across the board... Just sort of taking a quick skim, um, rents are going to increase somewhere between twenty and thirty-five dollars per week across all of the student accommodations, yeah, including okay. the ones operated by Uni Lodge. Um, and it's really likely that that would have happened either way just because like I said everyone's rents go up No, for sure. but I'm sure it doesn't help that it needs to be profitable because of this fetch fund and uh, ANU will maintain in the same way that they have always maintained in the entire time I've been at Observer that student accom rents are lower than market rates for say like an apartment in the city that's it's possible that that's true Mm -hmm. Um, but either way it's obvious that student accommodation is different to living off campus that's why people live here in the first place people need to like most of them anyway. Yeah, and it it, go, it goes up with inflation, like all things go up with inflation, but I think there's a valid argument for whether or not it should, when it's right. clearly not an accommodation that any person who is making a hell of a lot more money than a uni student no. can live at. Um, and for Yuckenbrook specifically, rent started at 369 per week this year yeah. and they're obviously going up next year in the same sort of threshold that every other one is. Right. So it really doesn't seem like it's going to be that different. Like B&G is still the most affordable and even then it's really not particularly that affordable. Well yeah, 270 Seventy six, I think it is for next year isn't it something 276. Like that. Yeah. yeah yeah that's that's better than I thought it would be but considering that they're not building it, it doesn't seem like there are any plans in the immediate future no. to build places that are comparable in price yeah 100%. to BNG yeah. it doesn't really seem like at least for the foreseeable future students that are here now or students that are in the next five years are going to be able to expect anything different no you literally can't win either way And lastly, to our completely original special section that we haven't taken from any other pairing on the podcast where we just talk about, complain about things that have happened this week. So a couple of days ago, I'm sitting in Chifley, studying, minding my business. I get this text from my dad Uh um, and he sends me a picture of an envelope. That's all I see in the preview. And he says, do you want me to open this? So my first thought was, I was kind of like, why would he be asking me whether or not I want to open an envelope? Like kind of strange. Yeah, odd. odd. Then I click onto it. Uh The letter is from the Supreme Court of the ACT. <gasps> that is why my father asked me whether or not I wanted him to open it. Oh. Imagine his shock, imagine my shock, imagine everyone's shock. Yeah, absolutely. I leave Chifley, call my father. <laughs> now has been the moment that he's decided to either like go outside or his phone's always on do not disturb, like he he's like making a coffee or something, oh, he's so off the grid. He's I love so it. He's so off the grid. Um I call him, call him, call him. He's not picking up. I Panic. What goes through your head when you get a letter from the Supreme Court? Um, I'm absolutely a wanted criminal. Yeah, I'm a wanted criminal. Certified I, gang member. I murdered someone in my sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I must have. I must, have. I must yeah. have just forgotten that I murdered someone. <laughs> yeah, it happens. And like I like, I don't know. So I call him, call him, call him. For like an hour, I am convinced that my life is about to end. No, I get a hold crashing. of my mum. Yeah. I have a little cry. I go through all of the possibilities that it could have been. Yeah. On the way back to my car, my dad finally calls me back. Oh, okay. I I ask him open the envelope for me now <laughs> like I need to know this very second. Yep. He's like okay, opens it, silence on the other line. Oh. It's jury duty. Oh, okay. It's jury duty. I- okay. I want to be the starter or the person who begins a petition to say that it should be federally mandated for it to say jury duty on the envelope when you are getting a letter from the Supreme Court. No, I think that's fair. I was convinced my life was going to end. Your career was literally done. It was down the drain. Yes. And I have never even thought to empathise with everyone who's ever been called for jury duty until now, but I do. And that's all from us for this week. Make sure you tune in next Tuesday for more of Saf and I. Once again, we'll be with you through to the mid-sum break. This podcast is produced by Will Novak and Darlene Rollins and hosted by Safran Gale and Darlene Rollins. Our Experts Have Observed is a podcast by ANU Observer. See you next week. Bye. Bye.